Welcome to Ask Pastor Steve. And today, I have five questions. going to cover five questions that you listeners have sent in. Thank you for them. Keep sending them. The first one is anonymous. I don't know who sent it, but I do know that they're part of our church, Cornerstone Community Church. And here's their question. How can we reasonably know if someone has fallen away from the faith or if they're in a season of waywardness or prodigal living? They're a believer, but they're just away from the Lord a little bit. And then a second question attached to that. What hope should we look for that someone may return to the fold? Two good questions. Thanks for those. So the first part, how can we reasonably know if someone has fallen away from the faith or you know, if they're a real believer, or if they're not a what? You can't. That's God's business. He's the one in the uh, fruit inspection business. We're not. We can be concerned, and there are times when you ought to really be concerned. And James says that if you turn a sinner from the error of the ways, you save a soul from death. So maybe you go to them because you're concerned. But we can't really know. Is that person really a believer? They look so far away from the Lord. Yeah, believers can get pretty far away for a time, but they will come back. They will repent, and they will return to the Lord. Uh, that's the second part of your question. What hope should we look for that someone may return to the fold? Well, if they're still breathing, there's still hope. If they're still breathing, it's still a day of grace. Now, let's not be silly. We can recognize that somebody seems so hardened that it seems pretty unlikely that that person's ever going to come back. You've tried, you've tried. They've had years of people approaching them. They've had lots of gospel light, and they've turned away from it all. I think the Bible talks about people like those, and it's really hard to restore them to repentance since they trample underfoot the Son of God. So with some people, it doesn't look like much hope, but as long as they're breathing, there's hope, and only God knows if they're beyond hope. So yeah, try and draw them back, love them, try and bring them back to the Lord. Great question. Thank you for that. Here's the second one. This is funny. I like this one. The question is, and this is anonymous too, should I sing in church even if I don't feel it? That's pretty good. Should I sing in church even if I don't feel it? Well, yeah. Should you love your wife even if you don't feel it? Yeah. Well, loving your wife is commanded and do it even if you don't feel it. And singing is commanded and do it even if you don't feel it. Should you make your bed even if you don't feel it? Yeah. Since when do we live by feelings? We don't live by feelings. We live by precepts and by obedience. Feelings follow. So yes, sing your heart out, even if you don't feel it. And probably by the time you've done that song, you'll be feeling it. That's my advice to you. Obey the Lord and sing to his honor and to his glory. Good question. Thank you for that. Here's the third one. It comes from a young man in our church. His name is, he gave me permission to name him. His name is Andrew Erickson. Hi, Andrew. Thank you for this question. And here it is. Should you join the military to fight and die for a country and a government that is no longer built on Judeo-Christian values, or in fact, it seems to be built on the complete opposite. Good question. What should you do? Andrew, I'm going to take you to John the Baptist. So John the Baptist is out there preaching in the wilderness. He's telling people to repent. And some soldiers came to him and said, I'm going to paraphrase them, uh, if we repent, what would that look like? What would be signs of repentance in us? What should we do to show that we really repent? And he doesn't say to them, get out of the military. Because theirs was an ungodly military not founded on Judeo-Christian principles. No, rather he says to them, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely and be content with your pay. But he says nothing about you shouldn't be serving in this godless government. So it's all right to be a soldier and be serving for a government that is not Christ-exalting. Also, we go to Romans chapter 13, and we see that God has granted to government, every government, their government. Nero was the, was the ruler, and God granted Nero and his government the power of the sword. What do you do with a sword? You don't slap people on the wrist. You kill people with the sword, the, the death penalty, or a sword against your enemies. And so it is, it is legitimate 
to even carry a sword for a government that is an unjust government, that isn't a godly government, that isn't built on Judeo-Christian values. But just know this, at the upper levels in our current military anyway, things are highly politicized. It's about people's careers. And presently at that level, they are highly committed to our current cultural madness. I think you know what I mean by that. So if you plan on getting very high in serving in the government, in any branch of government, you're probably going to run into a lot of that. And it's going to be a hard time for a Bible-believing, uh, Christ-exalting Christian. But yeah, you can go in the military. We have guys and have guys have been in our church who have been in the military, had great careers. Good question, Andrew. Thank you for that. Here's question number four. Oh, I like this one. This is anonymous, but from somebody in or related to our church. What is the best advice? I'm not sure I'm going to have anything like the best advice. I'm just going to give some advice. What is the best advice for newlyweds establishing new rhythms? That's kind of cool. One of the guys on the other side of the camera is a newlywed. Hmm, I wonder if someone who knows him wrote this one in there. Hmm, anyway, what's the best advice that I would have for newlyweds establishing new rhythms? I'm not sure I know what would be the best advice, but... Here's what I think. I would mainly just say, well, you need to establish some new rhythms because the two become one and you're going to leave and cleave. And so uh, you're going to have to talk. Speaking the truth in love would be a good Bible verse for you. You're going to have to do a lot of speaking the truth in love so that you can bring your two rhythms of life together and merge them into one new rhythm. So talk a lot. Negotiate. Life is negotiation. In marriage, in any healthy marriage, there's a lot of negotiation. You put something on the table. She puts her idea on the table. You debate. You deliberate. And you come up with a solution you're both happy with. Negotiate. Also do a lot of Philippians 2. Consider the other person as more important than yourself. She's more important than me. Let's go her way. I want to bless her. Let's go her way. I want to bless him. Let's go his way. Look out not only for your own interest, but also for the interest of the other in your negotiating. And furthermore, I would say, in the whole thing, husband is supposed to be head. He is head. He's supposed to act as head, meaning he should lead in the process of bringing you both to a place where you have established new rhythms that are working for both of you. That's part of your job, husband, is to lead in those conversations, lead to those conversations, lead through those conversations so that you come out being very much one husband and wife in Christ. Be the husband that a wife would be wise and would love to follow. Good question. Thank you for that one. It was anonymous. Now a last question. This comes from someone who's related to people in our church. His name is Fred. His last initial was O. Hi, Fred. Thanks for this question. And he asked kind of a personal question, personal to me. What events or series of events do you believe God used to direct you to this vocation, to being a pastor? That's a pretty cool question. What events or series of events do you believe God used to direct you to this vocation? Well, I thought about that, Fred, and I could go on longer than you want me to go on about that one because it's about me and my life and my vocation. But here I'll give you some, uh, some, some mountaintop events there. So when I was 12, I was in seventh grade, and I had to give a speech. Everybody in our class had to give a speech in this class, and I gave my speech. And after class that day, the teacher pulled me aside and said, in so many words, you're really good at speeches. You ought to do this for a living. I started thinking, hmm, interesting. Maybe I would like to do that for a living because I really enjoyed giving the speech and all. And she said, maybe you ought to consider being a teacher. And so for that, from that day forward, I pretty much started thinking, I think I want to be a teacher. And then I had certain teachers through junior high and especially in high school, Mr. Richardson, man, he was awesome. Certain teachers that I really resonated with and really loved and they really turned me on to their topic. And, and I was excited about and thought, I, I'd love to do what they're doing. 
I would really enjoy this. So my plan was I was going to go to Towson. It was a uh, it was Towson State Teachers College in those days. That was the name of it. It wasn't Towson University. I was going to go to Towson and be a teacher. I prob- probably would have ended up teaching in the sciences. I don't know. Anyhow, but then in my senior year, I became a believer. Somebody led me to saving faith in Jesus Christ. And I really loved the pastor who led me to Christ. And I would watch him in his teaching ministry and think, hey, he's teaching, but he's teaching Bible. Oh, I'm digging this. I would like to I would like to teach Bible. And I wanted to be just like him in every way. He's like the most famous person on the planet that I knew. I bought the exact Bible he has. I got the kind of shoes that he has or pants like he has. I just wanted to be like him, Pastor Bose. And so I thought, man, maybe I want to be a pastor. And then he said to me, Steve, where are you going to college? And I told him what my plan was. And he said, would you think about going to Washington Bible College and maybe go into ministry? And I just thought, yeah, I really want to do that. I immediately knew I wanted to do that. So I went to Washington Bible College, uh, 72, August 27th. My birthday was the day my parents dropped me off there. And um, then for the next four years, I wrestled with, do I want to be a professor? Because I liked my professors, my Bible teaching professors, or do I want to be a pastor? And Fred, I figured out over time that I'd much rather be a pastor because there's a lot more variety in pastoral ministry than just being a professor and teaching the same class over and over and so on. And I, I found out and people verified to me that I had some talent for being in leadership. And I knew as a professor, I wouldn't be doing much leadership and I really liked leadership. I wanted to be doing that. So I thought pastoral ministry, that's where it's going to be. And then a very important thing, one more thing, Fred, too long an answer to your good question. And one more thing is uh, you don't want to go into ministry without other people, serious people, people you can trust, confirming to you that, yes, they see God's hand on you for that. They believe you should be in ministry. And lots of people were giving me that kind of confirmation. And my church was giving me that kind of confirmation, the church where I was teaching a college and career Sunday school class every Sunday. And uh, it was a great class at Barcroft Bible Church near the Pentagon. So um, people were confirming to me that the desire that was in my heart seemed to be from the Lord. They seemed to be blessed somewhat by the ministry. And so that's a long question to, well, it could be way longer, Fred, to your, to your good question. Thanks for asking that, Fred, and thanks to all of you. Hey, you can send in more questions. Just leave a comment, and we'll be happy to take your questions some week soon. Thanks for joining me.